Hello, everyone, and today is the International Day of Canadians with Disabilities. Uh, it's uh, definitely a day that to recognize persons with disabilities across our nation. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can either be born with a disability, you develop disabilities in your life. And as we get older, as we all know, you will get other forms of disabilities, other hidden disabilities, physical disabilities, or, or both or multiple. I mean, there's, it's, uh, you know, nature uh, has, doesn't pick on who, uh, who gets the disability and who doesn't. It's uh, just one of those wild cards, right? It's just, it's there. Um, and when I say it's there, it means that a person with a disability has to be recognized and supported by society. Uh, and the government has an obligation to take care of its citizens across this nation. Now, the, uh, the UN CRPD was implemented in oh, way back, uh, like 13 years ago, Neil. I, I mean, yeah. or 14 years ago. It just seems like so forever, over a decade ago. Yeah. But it's like my uh, segment that I talk about sometimes. I talk about the empty pot of spaghetti, right? Boil the spaghetti, but there's no ingredients inside that pot. Why? Because you just told me to boil the water I mean, but, and maybe the noodles, but that's it. Well, what goes in? I don't know. I don't yeah. have all the ingredients. Well, why don't you have all the ingredients, Brent? Well, because I don't know. I, nobody told me what ingredients have to go in. But so the point is on, on that little uh, snip, little snip pick now that I put here is the uh, disability community across Canada have told the, uh, the leaders what we need what needs to be implemented in for the under the UNCRPD. All the all the measures need to be implemented in, all the guidelines. And developing the Canada Disability Benefit, what a what a joke, right? I mean, yeah. it was promised back in twenty twenty and now we're we're now on a, well time on this video here. It's now December third. Yeah. December third of twenty twenty three. Three years later. And I I just want to stop you there a little bit, yeah. uh Brent, because I mean we almost, I mean, I didn't want to really even acknowledge uh, what today was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it is an import, important. It's not to say that I'm, I'm not proud of my dis disability. But the reason why I don't want to acknowledge it today almost is because it's just, it just seems like lip service. You know, mm. it's it's a little yes. bit, it comes across as a little bit lip service-y or um, just, uh, I don't know, hypocritical, you know, like like uh let's pretend that we care <laughs> uh about the people with disabilities and and yet like you said the the, the federal government's dragging their heels on on mm -hmm. uh the the cdb and and you know provincial governments are are still legi legislatively uh punishing <laughs> people uh with uh purposeful po poverty uh, mm -hmm. You notice how many, how many P's I put in there. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, so let's let's uh, be real and 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 give a little bit of a, a truth pill, and that's kind of why I didn't want to really give too much. You know, like rah rah. Like, yeah. Is, is, isn't it great today? Is you know the International Day of People with Disabilities. I mean, yeah, it's great, but yeah. uh, let's acknowledge it for what it is. <laughs> it's like lip service. <laughs> You know, well, I mean, just is always great, always splashy words and saying we, we recognize Canadians with disabilities. And wow, I mean, there's so much more to do. And well, yeah, well, people's lives don't get put on hold. Yeah, there's more to do, more to do, more to listen, right? Mm -hmm. It's more to listen and actually then implement uh, these the, the needs that people need is accessibility, is housing, uh, the affordability, uh, the, the income security. I mean, at one time, yeah, like uh, like as we talked before, uh, in BC, um, I don't know about other provinces, which I'm sure they are, because but I don't really hear too much chatter about it. But uh, in BC, uh, the disability pensions, right? It was back in the '90s. I mean, it used to be pensions, and then like pink unicorn, poof, it just magically changed it. Yeah, it just changed I, and and you, and you know you know why there was a pension? Mm -hmm. It's because uh, back in the uh, in the 80s and, and early, very early 90s, um, mm -hmm. you know, disabilities were a respected thing. They, know? Were. And, they were. And, and what's so bad about respecting something, you know? 
Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of um, like the last uh, podcast we did with with uh, Tom Puxin. We talked mm-hmm. about you know respecting respecting death. I mean, nobody nobody wants to talk about death. Death that's a, that's is something that nobody wants to talk about. No one nobody wants to acknowledge. But w- whether you want to talk about it or acknowledge it or not, you still have to mm-hmm. respect it. You know, yeah, and and, and, the, and, and, and and the fact that the government doesn't respect death or they don't respect disability and and the you know what's involved with everybody that has one you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like some oh well it's just like oh it's just it's just a disability or it's you know yeah. it's it's just a, it's just a dead spouse or you know whatever like it's just uh slough it off like it's nothing and you know it's like i'm here saying it's not nothing and you're here saying it's not nothing and we're all everybody with a disability across the whole province and across the whole country is saying a disability and whatever is not nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so, you know, and that one thing I always rant about a lot and, you know, and I talk about it on the podcast when we do these things and I, I always say like disabilities don't get put on hold, like advocacy doesn't get put on hold and why we have to advocate so much is because the politicians don't listen. Like we, we tell them what our needs are, what, what has to be met and they still have excuses. Oh, more to do all the magic little bullet words. Of, There's more to do. Oh, we hear you. Uh, oh, the fiscal situation doesn't allow us to do whatever right now. Uh, or, oh, uh, yeah, we economic times downturn. Yeah, we, we can't do it right now. Uh, but hey, maybe, maybe in the future, maybe, but maybe not. Um, and so what I'm hearing echoing, echoing through the disability community, which um, on Twitter, I hear a lot. I mean, I know you're not on Twitter now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just getting it's just getting so so toxic uh, with um, different uh, different groups that just uh, they, they attack disabled people. Yeah. Um, where someone will say, "Well, I need help," and someone will say, "Well, just go and get a job. Just go and get a job." I mean, or there was one there was one phrase that really that really bothered me a lot was, "Oh." Um, yeah, you know, maybe you can go get some rehabilitation service to overcome right. your disability. I just literally almost lost it when I read that. Right. And I'm thinking, really? Uh, really? And someone says, right. well, government's not a handout. Uh, just go and figure your life out. I went to university and I became, uh, you know, a, a professional whatever. And right. someone says, well, well, good for you. But it doesn't always, it's not like one one size fits all. And I guess the, the point I want to make uh, across to people that are watching this is like all those magic words, like, yeah, go get a job, uh, go get rehabilitation, whatever the case, someone's spinning it out there, right? Until it affects their life or you live the life of a person with a disability, you can't speak for somebody else in yeah. their shoes because you do not know what they go through on a day-to-day basis. Like someone can say, look at me and go, oh, Brent, you look perfectly fine. Oh, you're wearing glasses. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of hidden disabilities that I have. I have a, a disability that I was born with, and, and I love my disability. I, I'll put it out there right now. I love who I am. I love my disability. Yeah, my, my, my disability is part I of learned. me. So yeah, my disability yeah, me is part too. of me, so I, I can't it, say I, I, don't, I don't love me. You know, I can't say I yeah. can't love me, you know, because it, it's a part yeah. of me. So, uh, exactly. But, but, the, but the thing that bothers me, though, too, is – um, you know, you have organizations out there that, like mm. you said, they have a very, a very narrow focus of like, uh, let's throw money at the problem of, uh, mm. let's like research the, 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 the medical cure of something mm-hmm. or the other side of it is, uh, you know, let, like you said, uh, let's invest in uh, job creation or let, let's build a ramp or, or an accessible mm-hmm. playground, like a ramp and an accessible playground solves everything. And, and, yeah. and you know, it, it doesn't solve everything. There's, there's so, That's where that pink unicorn yeah. comes in. And, and so for, for all those organizations out there that, that are just trumpeting that very narrow focus of let's build a, let's build a playground or, you know, or mm-hmm. let's, let's build an accessible ramp because accessibility is everything. Accessibility is one very, very small piece. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know, what's a huge piece, a massive piece is the respect piece. It's the disabilities rights piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that is the huge piece. 
is is oh, the yeah, respect huge. piece very and, huge yeah and and that's the piece that i want to see focused on and that's the piece that doesn't get focused on people yeah, say, oh, just, just build a ramp yeah. just build the playground and uh, that fixes everything yeah, because the human rights part is huge. I mean, it is beyond huge. And I, I can give you know a, a quick example. Uh, recently, um, which I'm, I'm sure Sonia doesn't mind me talking about this part, because um, we just finished coming back from Nanaimo. Uh, we left on Thursday, uh, and that's why everyone who wanted the uh, open mic, uh, we didn't have open mic because we actually had a medical appointment that uh, what Sonia had to go to, and so I, I went along. And um, so we left on Thursday afternoon and talk about accessibility. Like, uh, and like, sure, someone could say, well, accessible, well, we got accessible transit. Well, here's the problem. The transit is still broken. So we left from Victoria. Everyone knows, I mean, you know, I live in Victoria, okay, on Vancouver Island, uh, which is the people are watching this maybe from another area of Canada or around the world who don't know where Victoria is. Victoria is the capital region of British Columbia, Canada. Uh, it's on the most west coast of uh, British Columbia, and uh, we're surrounded by water here. So uh, it's like Gilligan's, it's like Gilligan's Island, right? Yeah. So we're we're the most southern po uh, point of British Columbia that you can go on Vancouver Island. Uh, so if you go across the water, you're actually in Port Angeles. So if you look at your map, and yeah, that's how the southernmost point that we are. And if you look more east from uh, Victoria, um, yeah, we're actually uh, just into uh, parallel into the United States, into Washington. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's quite far down, Victoria, which I was looking at the map just yesterday. I was quite uh, quite amused about that. Even Duncan, British Columbia, is actually yeah just uh, just south of the uh, Washington, uh, you know, the 49th parallel. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so anyway, getting to my point here is, uh, so we left on Thursday afternoon. Uh, BC Transit Cowichan, uh, who provides the service to Victoria, uh, decided that because of uh, demand uh, that people were advocating, saying they, they needed better bus service. So what Cowichan Transit did was they have four buses during a weekday. They have one starts at five something in the morning. I haven't memorized the times, but they're early. I think five forty-seven and six fifty. Oh yeah, five forty-seven, six fifteen, six thirty a.m. So there's only fifteen minutes between that. And then there was one at uh, 6.45, but they took the 6.45 away and they pushed it to 9.23 in the morning. Mm. So there's definitely some uh, inconsistency in their timings here. But the 9.23 makes it so that if I was to leave Nanaimo at 7.57 in the morning, okay, from downtown Nanaimo, British Columbia, I would have to get a ride to get to that bus exchange in downtown. So I'd have to leave uh, where um, where I was staying at 7:15 in the morning to get down there in time. If I you know, that's getting a ride down, you know, get up really early in the morning, get down there. But now it's getting inconvenience the people that I'm staying with that they have to now drive down there. It's a good a half hour drive to get down to the down to the bus exchange, and then half hour back, or try and take a public transit down there and trying to time it up because if you miss that bus to get back to Duncan. Uh, that you're hooped. Now you're going to be stuck in Duncan. People say, what? Is that the only bus that you can take from Nanaimo to get to Duncan? No, 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 no. That's the only bus that's going to connect up, 757, and it gets to Duncan at uh, 9, uh, 907. And the bus to go to Victoria leaves at 923 and gets to downtown Victoria at about 1045. So if I miss that bus, I have to now wait in Duncan. I could get there. I could be stuck in Duncan until the next morning. Well, let's try this again. But now, where are you going to stay in Duncan for the night? You see, so uh, otherwise, I'd be stuck there until Saturday to come back during the daytime, which we did come back. So we made our way all the way up to her appointment. Uh, and what happened was uh, she got a phone call Thursday morning confirming, saying, uh, yeah, your appointment, are you all ready? And she goes, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, okay, great. Well, we'll see you, we'll see you Friday morning. So we got ready, and uh, we, we left on Thursday afternoon. It's you know, not not too bad weather. We got you know got going, uh, and we get down, connected up into Duncan. Good timing. Uh, it was really good. No, tra not a lot of traffic. Beat the rush hour, and that's why uh, Transit put that same bus that left at nine twenty three from Duncan. It gets there at ten forty five in Victoria. The bus driver sits there for three hours. Don't ask me why the bus driver sits for three hours. Can't provide more buses. I mean, that makes no logical sense to me. But 
you know, I'll, I'll talk about that in another segment. Um, I'll be ranting and raving for sure. Uh, so that bus now, that same bus, bus driver takes a three-hour break, and now leaves at uh, 1.45. So we got to Duncan, and we got there at uh, 2.13, and the other bus left at uh, 2.33. Hmm, not bad. Not bad at all. We actually got there a little bit early. That was a lot, not a lot of traffic. So we kind of give us a little break. So we get there and go and have dinner. Uh, um, Sonia's parents made dinner. Um, it was good, good timing on that. And so uh, nice to visit with them. But the, the point of the matter was it wasn't just to go to visit, right? The point was to go to an appointment because you can't get back the same day. And that's why she had made that appointment for the next, for the morning, because she knew that there was no way we could get to the appointment and get back. Mm-hmm. And that appointment was scheduled for two and a half months. Two and a half months ago, that appointment yeah. was set for December 1st and said to Sonia, sorry, that's the only appointment we have available. Did you want it? She was, yeah, can you make it on a Friday? Because at least if we had that, we can just come back on a Saturday. Oh, you can't come back the same day? No, unfortunately. So we get there, and at 8.30 in the morning, she gets a phone call. And Sonia went to go and answer the call from her dentist office, and she actually hung up the phone. Whoops. Mm-hmm. So she called back and they, they took the call and they said, oh, I'm sorry, we've had to cancel your appointment uh, and because the hygienist was sick, called in sick and canceled all the appointments for the rest of the day. But they're not booking until well into April, folks. Yeah. Well into next April, April 2024, middle of April. But they'll put her on an emergency call list, last minute notice. Yeah, last minute notice. And we're coming from Victoria all the way to Nanaimo. People probably say, well, why are you going to all the way from Victoria to Nanaimo for a dentist? The reason why is because the uh, the coverage for uh, the medical services plan for PWD in BC, some dentist office will uh, absorb that cost 100%. They, mine they'll just do mine does too. I've, to, I've told you mine does too. I, li- I live out in uh, Newton here, Surrey. I still, after, um, I, I think I've been at that dentist for, I don't know, 30 years well it's been i've been out here uh i've been out here uh, in newton for 18 years and wow. I, I still go to uh to langley uh walnut, oh. walnut, walnut grove oh, which, is, okay. which is which is a which is a fair clip right from oh yeah from from <laughs> surrey from surrey to, to to langley walnut grove uh but i but i still do it uh because same thing the dentist absorbs 100% of the cost, hmm. uh, you know, God, God bless them, you know, because if, if they didn't do it, uh, mm-hmm. the, the government doesn't do it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you yep. know, oh. so, um, so I've, I've been able to, to get all my stuff covered and, and mm. for my son as well. That's a, that's oh. a lot of money, right? It is. Um, it really over so, time. And that's why she would go out to that appointment. But, you know, the problem is now she has to, you know, go into, you know, inconvenience her parents. They have to switch things around in their place uh, uh, in order to accommodate us. And, and it's just not always easy just to have one of them uh, get up and they have to drive us all the way down to a bus to go and catch them, you know, early in the morning. Um, I mean, uh, if they had to, they would, right? And people probably think, well, shouldn't they, shouldn't they just go and do that? I mean, it's just not always uh, easy to do that. Um mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and they shouldn't have to because transit should be providing an accessible transit service for people to get to and from. Uh, so the, the bus from uh, Duncan... And it would be nice if we had a, uh, a yearly bus pass, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And, and there's no reason why it should be fully restored the way it was yeah. originally. Uh, yeah, I know the government says, well, we restored it. Well, no... Yeah, I mean, you, I mean uh, Sheila Malcolmson, again... God bless her. But she was uh, very recently, she, she was in question period. We both heard it right where she said, you oh, know, yes, yes. Uh, we, we restored the bus pass. And excuse me, you did not restore the bus pass because restoring the bus pass would be a one-to-one uh, restoration, complete registration of a, of a $45 bus pass yearly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was not restored. So you cannot say that we that the government restored the bus pass because you did not. It was not, I mean, it was not a one-to-one, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
restoration. I, I remember when the uh, former premier uh, was on, I remember advocating so much to restore the 40, he said the $45 a year bus pass. Yeah. And, and going with that, with that scenario is just recently, uh, I remember I was, we we're talking on the podcast about that. Uh, so an update uh, for people that are kind of curious about Sonia's mom, uh, about the bus pass. Um, so Sonia's mom applied. We, we told her to go and apply. I kept on her and on her. I said, apply for this. And Sonia goes, yeah, mom, apply for this bus pass. She goes, well, why do why do, why don't the disabled have that same bus pass? Well, now you know. Good we question. Just, we, just, we just mentioned the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, so she applied for it. She was approved. Oh, approved, okay. just like that. Yeah. And they went online and uh, boom, it was within a few minutes and it was done. Uh, mm-hmm. Submitted the information they asked. Uh, that's it. And went to the bank. Uh, we were actually in Nanaimo with her. She said, I need to stop by the bank. And, and uh, they got the letter here. And it was sent out within a few days. She got it within a few days. Two days after she applied, she got wow. the letter in the mail. Yeah, that quick. That's great. And, uh, so it said here, remittance of $45. So she went to the teller, paid that $45, and she'll have the bus pass sent out. So uh, here, here's a, little, uh, here's a little obstacle that she ran against. So she had to phone up their 1-800 number because on the letter it says, um, Yes, the bus pass will be sent out um, for the for this year, for this year, 2023. Oh, she says, I that's right. Pass. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So she had to phone them and they said, oh, the, the uh, one of the workers on the phone actually said, yeah, admitted, yeah, there's a problem with the wording on that. Uh, yeah, it's very misleading because she wants it for 2024, not 2023. Yeah, like, why you, would, you, I, you know, that, that I got caught on. I got caught on that because... Uh, the the first the first year that I that I actually got the forty five dollar bus pass because like like I've said before like there were so many years that I never applied for the disability tax credit because mm-hmm. everybody told me I wasn't disabled so I never applied for the disability tax credit and for years and years and years and years I can't tell you how many years I never applied for the disability bus pass either because mm-hmm. I I was just kind of told well you're not disabled enough to get it. So and it's just so stupid, but so so finally, like I was, I don't know how old I was when I actually got it, but 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 one year I actually I actually applied for it, and uh, and again I think I was I don't even know how old I was. I'm trying to think now, like maybe like early thirties. People buy so fast. <laughs> early thirties before I actually yeah. actually applied for my first bus pass, right? Wow. But but anyway. I got the bus pass, and like you said, it was right, like sort of right at the end of the year. Like it was, uh, it was uh, October when mm. when I applied and I got it, and I was thinking, okay, it's going to be valid for a whole year. Yeah, you bundled one. Because again, this is my first time getting it, I, so I was kind of dumb, of course, right? So I thought, okay, I'm good, good for a whole year, and and here I am. So I. I it rolls over into January. I still have my bus pass, my brand new bus pass that I only only had for two months. Yeah. And and I, I show my bus pass, and there's a transit guy there. He says, "Well, you know, your bus pass is expired, right?" And I'm like thinking, "Expired? I just got it like two months ago. What are you talking about?" Yeah. And the guy says, "Well, are you are you stupid? Like, are you an idiot?" And I said, "Well, actually, I kind of am because this is the first time I've I've applied." For I don't like I don't know how it works, and he couldn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually believe me. Like he was gonna write up a ticket, like he was like oh. he was actually writing me up a ticket because he did he not did not believe me, and I kept wow. I kept I kept telling him like, honestly, this is the first time I've applied. I, I have no idea how it works. Mm-hmm. I assumed that when I got the bus pass, it would be good for a whole year. And he's like, no, that's not how it works. But he, and, and so he oh, was wow. still busy writing up a ticket, and he he finally said, you know. I don't know if I believe you, but I, I'm going to excuse you this one one time. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just stupid, like you know. Yeah, but it's no fault of yours. I mean, I, I would have wrote up the the Gaia ticket for actually not <laughs> listening. Uh, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know. But I also blame the government though on their terminology. Like, yeah. note note to government: change your terminology on written on a written documentation that she says uh, when applying for this bus pass, it is valid for. If you want it for the this calendar year, year, the calendar year. If you want it for next year, please indicate yes for this year. No, yeah. like vice yeah. versa. Because otherwise, like for anyone, either yeah. uh, either disabled or even the seniors, because seniors who are not disabled can still apply for that bus pass. Because Sonia's mom is not, uh, she's not diagnosed 
with a disability doesn't say that she doesn't have a disability and that's what i'm trying to make a point is that anyone can have disabilities i mean it doesn't matter it's not a classification it can happen to anybody at any time but the bus pass program does fall under the same umbrella again under the same umbrella as the as the uh, ministry of social development poverty reduction mm-hmm. but they handle seniors bus passes also now the disabled bus passes should be under that too it's under the bus yeah. pass program and it just infuriates me that uh, that that still hasn't. And of course, it's all about pink unicorns. It's saying, yeah. well, some people can have a bus pass. Other ones can have a choice. Yeah. You want the money, you want a bus pass. Well, as we all know, cost of living is beyond just gone way up. Okay, yeah. so having to pick and choose, you know, what? I mean, people who live in a rural area, fine, just give them back their special transportation subsidy, the STS. But the reason why it was taken away is because it's a little small little handful of people said, hey, we need the whole system changed. Let's change it. Let's just change it. Make it fair and equity in the system. Really? Is it fair? Mm, no. no. But, you know, so we're getting, getting uh, to the, the conclusion of uh, my journey on the transit. Uh, you know, I only had a, um, like, there's only four buses on a weekday, a.m., yeah. Um, so that was it's really hard. And on a Saturday, there's only three. So I came back on the Saturday. I had to leave there at eleven eleven oh three in the morning, and I got back in the early afternoon on uh, on Saturday into Victoria. The timing worked out pretty good. Uh, connections worked good. A little bit more volume of traffic, but everything worked out good. The weather was great. But again, I had to come back on that day. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I I could I could go and take BC ferries from Nanaimo. I could go over to from Departure Bay Nanaimo or to Horseshoe Bay, take the Vancouver, uh, the 257 Express bus into Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, and then take the Canada Line all the way down into, uh, to um, what's that station called? Um, Bridgeport Station. Bridgeport, Thank yeah. you. Bridgeport Station. Yeah. And, then take the, and then take the 620 bus out to Tawasson, yeah. and then take the Tawasson out to Swartz Bay, and then take the... Uh, the uh, 70 or 72 bus into downtown Victoria and then take a bus to get home. Right. I could do it that way. That would take a long yeah, way it's, around. It's a lot of, lot of wasted time and effort though, isn't it? Or, or I could go to Mill Bay uh, from Duncan. Yeah. I could get there, but that bus doesn't run too often. Um, and of course then, then about the accessibility issue is you can get off the bus, but then you have to walk up this steep hill um, when you're getting into Victoria off the ferry out of Mill Bay. Um, yeah, so that's definitely, uh, timing it up with the bus. It does come through. Um, it's all about timing. And again, why, why should a person have to jump through all these hoops to try to take a long way around? And the reason why I know this about the ferry, um, doing it that way. And also through Mill Bay was a BC transit representative told me that, well, sir, there are two other options. I mean, it would take you a lot longer. I go, my God, that would take me like hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, but there's that, that option. I go, why don't you just put the service out? So here's the easy solution to the policymakers when it comes to transit. Changing a commuter bus into an express bus. Same routing, just it's just the wording. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And the reason I found that out was a bus that driver that was going from uh, Nanaimo to Duncan told me that. And the bus driver from Duncan to Victoria told me the same thing. It's all about the terminology. That's all it is. Commuter, change it to express. And it can still do all the same stops that the bus does. However, the word express means it can actually go throughout the day. Yeah. And I, if I can travel from Coquitlam on the mainland, bank, on, uh, on the Metro Vancouver, all the way to Chilliwack, cross, uh, cross boundaries and tell their municipalities that BC Transit Services and TransLink's area, to, uh, their jurisdiction, yeah, get out of our area. <laughs> but they actually made they made an agreement with all the mayors across the region to provide transit, accessible transit, and it runs throughout the day. It's mm-hmm. yes, it's a commuter service, but it's also an express service. Mm-hmm. So it means it can actually run throughout the day back and forth. It doesn't have to go like AM or PM mm-hmm. because she runs throughout the day. And that's what I want to see throughout the region. More about express service, not this AM PM commuter service, because what it does, it actually keeps people stranded in their communities. It's isolation. Yeah. Uh, on a, on a today, uh, on the day of Canadians, on the International Day of Canadians with Disabilities, we need to have more inclusion uh, within uh, within our communities. We need to have accessible transit. 
We need to have people being able to participate in their communities. Like, so if they if they want to go, uh, you know, visit uh, another community, they should be able to get that you know connection of getting to and from. Not all these barriers in place of saying, well, there's more to do. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. But passing the buck of blaming one community against another one, of, or blaming uh, one disabled group against another disabled group, uh, you know. And what I'm calling for also is I'm calling just, for that. Dirt. Just stop the lip service. You know, that's what I yeah. don't like. Yeah, the lip service needs to stop. And I want the policymakers to actually understand. Like, and I know the policymakers watch, and, and they watch the videos. I know they watch these videos, mm-hmm. and I know they. They actually uh, do hear what echoes in the uh, disability community on on social media. Is it either Facebook? Is it on Twitter? Some people call it X. I call it Twitter because that's what everyone knows it as. And I will always call it Twitter, uh, regardless. Uh, and people are calling for derb. And so the, the uh, politicians uh, of all levels, okay, we need to get the word derb out there now. Derb, it, it's, a, it's an intern amount to help people with disabilities right now immediately no more excuses the ones that are advocating for it uh, the the uh politicians right now kudos to you yeah two thumbs up if i had three thumbs i'd give you three uh some people would probably watch this right now going well brent unfortunately yeah that's great great comment uh, it's like let you know great lip service yeah that's great that's good that you're advocating uh you know for these people but they're not doing anything they're gonna say they're not they're not doing anything okay okay now here's the thing Who's in power, though, folks? Who is the federal government? Okay, mm-hmm. right now it's the liberal, and I'm not pointing to doing the blame game of saying, you know, he said, she said, but I'm saying, who is the federal government right now in Canada? It's the liberal government. Now we got the uh, conservatives now pulling up uh, ahead. Are they going to win the next election? Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, we got the NDP, the federal NDP. We got the Greens. They're advocating hard. They're pushing hard, and they're standing up for. They're hearing our voices. And why I know that is because they come on my podcast. They come, they come on my podcast. They used to come on my Twitter spaces before. They're taking our voices forward and they're pushing the federal government. Unfortunately, the federal government right now is making every excuse. The uh, federal liberals are making every, and the conservatives keep voting down every freaking thing. Okay, stop voting down help for for Canadians. Like if it's any kind of benefits. Um, and it, you know the the derb uh, and uh, Christopher Freeland, please get the derb out now. I mean, no more excuses. Just get the derb and help people out now. While you're you're studying the heck out of that Canada Disability Benefit, which you don't need to do, but whatever the case is, I, I'm not here to uh, blame do the blame game. But what I'm saying is, get the money out to help people now. Well, uh, because it, people are well, suffering. Yeah, and it, it's the federal government. Well, I mean, we're we're putting the we're putting the blame or we're putting things at the foot of the federal government for the for the cdb uh, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's also to the the provincial governments um you know that yeah. they you know governments across canada, governments across canada can say well like you said there's no money there's no money well yeah i'm sorry like um on some level i can say oh okay i I can acknowledge that, but I don't accept it because, uh, you know, uh, to to me, it doesn't like the cost is not you you should always be trying to do the right thing, regardless of of cost. I mean, maybe that maybe Mm -hmm. that's too maybe I'm being too too idealistic, but but I, you know, I really do think like if you're going to like you really should always try to do the right thing if you're well, if you're yeah. if you're deliberately trying to do the wrong thing all the time to and to saving money by doing the by deliberately doing the wrong thing and that's why mm-hmm. i always i always you know bring in the bring in the pink unicorns because mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, right. where the but that's where the pink unicorns come in is is when governments deliberately do the wrong thing deliberately if they keep on re- if they keep repeating uh, and doing the same thing over and over and over it gets pretty stale yeah. um, but you know but they, you know, the government says, "Oh, we have no money." Well, I'm, I'm sorry, they're giving out billions, and yeah. I mean, like, I mean, major billions. Like uh, when you know, when we the talk, money is it, there. 
The money is there. Yeah, they it, they just choose not to use it on on uh, people with disabilities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're giving out over fifty billion dollars to uh, to oil subsidies and big corporations yeah. around the world who don't pay uh, the tax havens and um, and, and uh, or, or like I, or like I told you before, the the Nestle gets uh, a a million liters of water for a dollar. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, isn't that ridiculous? A million liters of water for a dollar. I heard, you know, I heard that. That was a, quite a while ago. I heard that. I but, heard about know, that stuff too. like that. Like, is just, wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like ta- it's like a, it's like a giveaway, right? It's like yeah. a tax havens. It's uh, and it's, it's it's amazing that the Monday the federal government can give all this money away, but take care of their own citizens and have excuses say we have no money. The money's there. It's just it's yeah. just allocating the money um, and prioritizing it at a mm-hmm. level. I mean, look at the look at seniors uh, with disabilities. Look at look at our veterans who are living on the street. Uh, it's terrible. I mean, they have disabilities too, and they served our country. But uh, hey, but this is what you get, though. I mean, hey, uh, you know, you can you can live on the street and live in a tent. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and let's just go. Let's go back to the bus pass again for just a yeah. moment. I yeah. mean, the government has proven before that the the PWD deserved a bus pass, and they've proven still that. Okay, the 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 seniors deserve a bus pass, but but now mm-hmm. but now disabled don't. Well, what kind of logic is that? Like yeah, know. you know, no it's sense. it's like there is no logic to that, right? <laughs> it makes no it makes no sense. I, I when I mentioned to Sonia's parents, they're just beyond livid. It's like yeah. that makes no sense, Brent. No zero sense. zero sense. There's no I logical said, well, no, no logical sense to it. They're like, I remember, I remember her dad goes, I remember hearing John Horgan, John Horgan, give them back their bus pass. Yeah. Where is it? And, Do you have it? Brent? And I again, go, uh, this is why, like today, a, a, a day like today, the, the International Day of People with Disabilities, uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a day of, of respect. It's, it shouldn't be a day of lip service of let's pretend to care. It, it, should, be, mm-hmm. it should be a day of let's respect Let's acknowledge that there should be bus passes for for people with disabilities, and, and yeah, and we're, we're talking the, the yearly bus pass, not not, not talking yeah. about the we're not bus talking pass. about the reasonable facsimile that uh, that yeah. uh, you know uh, Sheila Melkinson yeah. says. Yeah, I mean, you know, you give them back their bus pass. I, yeah, exactly, and, and it needs to be implemented. Then. I mean. But you wait till election year, right? Election year. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we heard you. Yeah, we'll we'll put it back in, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, it comes down to accessibility because really, what happens that uh, it just uh, it keeps people I see sustained into their into their communities. They can't actually go other places. They if they basically opt out, sure they got money, but now now what? What if they need to travel? Oh, I'm sorry, you've already opted out. You've already spent that resources of the value of that yeah. bus pass. It should never have been put in the hands uh, for for the disability. Uh, I mean, they should be given that bus pass and then given that money on top. It's like, okay, now you need that money. Yeah, you can use it for a taxi. You can you can pay a friend uh, to take you somewhere. You can use it for groceries, uh, whatever the case is. Uh, and I mean, sure, it's all about it's all about inclusion of making person feel more uh, in- inclusive within their community, uh, giving them the resources that they need, give them the tools that they need. Uh, don't keep the rates well below poverty level. I mean, some people say, well, what is poverty level? I call it a standard uh, standard of living. So whatever that 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 uh, ceiling shall be, well, it should be enough. You yeah. can basically go for your, your rent and your and all your your disability related uh, expenses and uh, your your uh, your toiletries, your cost of living. It should all be there. The federal government has already you know, when when they put out the CERB, they already set yeah. the that limit of you know two thousand dollars. Oh, so, I know. So that, yeah. Like what? So, so if they, if they if the federal government has already set that limit of two thousand dollars, it's going to be around there, right? Now mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit more than that, because it should be for people with disabilities. Because having a disability is more expensive. We all know that. Um, and, and, but but and, at, at absolute bare minimum, we're talking the two thousand dollar mark, and and. Everybody's well below that. We know that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and just recently, I mean, there's so many small businesses right now that that are shuddering because they're saying they're they're hurting so bad because that the they're having to repay uh, back their 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 equivalent of serve like for businesses. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, now it has a ripple effect into into communities because uh, governments always kept saying shop local. Well, how can you shop local when all those businesses are now shuttering down? They're saying they're suffering so bad economically because uh, it was like the equivalent of serve, right? The, the amount that they actually had to to keep their businesses going, the cost of everything going up. Because uh, I mean, yeah, well, but that's a, another uh, thing, Brent. You've met, made a great point because. You know, uh, the government always says, "Well, you can you always go you can go to a food bank," and that's true. Mm-hmm. But you know, I go to my local grocery store because it's way more convenient. It's not convenient for me to hop on a bus and and mm-hmm. take a whole bunch of bags on a bus. It's way easier yeah. for me to g- grab my scooter and go for two minutes for a two minute <laughs> ride on my scooter to get to the store. And and put a couple bags on my on the handles of my scooter. That's way easier, and take another mm-hmm. two minutes to get back to my house. You know, yeah. I you know I would much rather prefer to do that. And and the idea that the government says, well, you don't you only deserve like uh, thirteen hundred dollars a month or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for me and my son. I you know I only I only deserve thirteen hundred because I get this big claw back too. Still, um, yeah. And it's like, you know, if they gave us more money, we would be investing. We we do we do anyway. We we do anyway. We invest our money back into the local local economies. But you know, if they gave us more money, we would be doing even more of that, mm-hmm. and, and helping drive the economy. That they, they, it bugs me that the government doesn't think of people with disabilities as economy drivers. We are economy drivers, and oh, absolutely, it bugs me just. To when the governments don't think of us as economy drivers when we are. We so are economy drivers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's not rocket science for the government to understand. I mean, they just love to play with words, right? And then to do the blame game back and forth. Well, well, when they were in government, well, then while they were in government, well, they, you know, back and forth. It's like, come on, like, we're together, folks. Like, mm-hmm. we're together. And, and actually, listen to lived experience. Of stories, listen to real life they all, events that are happening and impacts um, our lives and everyone else's lives across Canada that have a person with a disability, because your decision making really has a profound um, effect on a person's well-being of what what decisions they they actually make in life. And like people have heard my story, I, I used to live in Langley. Well, a decision. Well, no, this is what we're doing. Well, it had a ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, I, you know, it's like people, why why did you move there then? Because I couldn't find a place in time. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, go call us at the end of the month or the beginning of the month. Well, I'm sorry, it's already too late. You've already given your notice in. I mean, you've got to see a place, right, to rent it. And so we found a cheap place. Yeah, you're, you're cheap. <laughs> you, you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... Uh, do we want to be here? Yeah, it's great for advocating. It's great to go to the legislature. Um, but do I should I have to be advocating to tell a government to raise the rates way above the poverty level? But there's more to do. A new computer system's coming, a state-of-the-art computer system that's going to be able to handle big payouts. Really? Is there, um, is there a com- computer system for respect and for yeah. disability rights? I want to. I maybe, want to see a computer system for disability rights. <laughs> maybe, maybe the computer is going to actually. It's going to be um, so automated. It's going to be. It's, it's going to be talking to us and saying, yeah. "We understand what you're saying, Brent. It should never have been this way." <laughs> it's, you're right. It needs to be. The rates have to be uh, to a livable amount. And yes, Brent, you're right. You're, you're right. We need to get rid of the shelter portion because it should never have been put in place. And we just give a person a check, just like the seniors. It's like the senior citizens in British Columbia. They just get a flat amount. They make decisions based on what they they feel their needs are. And you're, just like any- and you're right. If you give a if you give a bus pass to uh, seniors, why why wouldn't you give a bus pass to people with disabilities? Why not? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll it'll come say, oh oh error 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 oh 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 hang on oh no hang on we gotta fix that here. Yeah. Oh sorry. Effective immediately, uh, Canadians with disabilities in the province of British Columbia will now have their forty-five dollar a year bus pass. Oh, oh, air, oh, hang on, oh, implemented immediately. Oh, air, oh, effective this year. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, must have been a bug in their system, but we'll get that fixed. Copy paste, folks. That's not hard. I remember hearing that story. Some of the media would reach out to me, Neil. Oh, oh, 
Right. Is this true? Is this true? They, they took away the $45 a year bus pass? Yes. Did they not implement it back in? Because I, I heard that they did. Nope. Nope. They did not. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. But apparently they say the computer system was broken. Yeah. Yeah. It was dismantled. Yeah. So, oh, man. I, would, I, was, I was furious at the time. I went over to Best Buy, over to the Best Buy Mobile, over to the uh, computer, the computer division. Okay? And I said to them all, I mean, gee, I, I used to work with computer programming since I was a kid. Um, is there something new that, I, that I'm missing here? Like, no, no. That's just, it's a riddle. It's just an excuse, a little game. Uh, we, we program computers all the time too, yeah, sir. I go, well, yeah, I mean, disk drive, copy, paste. You can maybe just burn a disk, right? You can just be, you know, burn your own disks. I used yeah. to do that. I used to put like a photo album, copy it from one onto another disk, and then I used to give them away as presents. I gave one to my mom. I used to do like a whole photo album. I, do, um, I used to do that too, yeah. Yeah, and I'd yeah. give it to her. She says, oh, this is amazing. How did you do that? I go, copy and paste. Yeah. I said, just like, uh, and like she had she had the senior's bus pass. She says, oh, well, you have a senior, you have a bus pass. I go, yeah, it's not a senior's bus pass, mom, but I have a bus pass. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad that we both have bus passes. And then, hey, deja vu, forward, fast forward. She would be rolling in her grave right now if she knew, and she probably is. She's probably just, it's probably was when I see these big giant heavy clouds coming over. She's probably saying, damn you, uh, government, listen. So I guess the, the moral of the story is you need to, government, you need to listen to lived experience stories. Uh, Canadians with disabilities, um, yes, the advocacy groups are there. Uh, I need the advocacy groups. If you're watching this right now, I need you to push for number sign on Twitter, number sign. D, oh, capital letters, D, E, R, B, now, exclamation mark. So DERB now, okay, mm -hmm. hold the government officials account, okay? Don't be scared of them. Don't be scared saying, oh, well, no, no, if, if, I, if I do that, I won't get paid. You have a right to stand your ground and say how you feel, okay? Don't, don't be, you know, don't be coerced into saying, well, if you do it this way, we're not going to fund you. You're actually, you're advocating because I see your post, you're saying, well, Canadians with disabilities need help now. They no more delays. Okay. Well, the delay is not putting the word "derb" out there, "derb now" in capital letters, because what it's doing is actually advocating and saying, "Hey, we actually believe that yes, we we need to actually get the funding out to uh, the, our citizens in the country so they can put money back into the communities. They can better their health. They can make better, healthier decisions if that's what they need." Uh, to uh, for their disability whatever their needs are and i'm not saying uh what i'm saying is one size fits all i'm saying that you need to listen to each individual person when someone says this is what i need to make a better uh, decision in my life i need to go to the grocery store uh food banks don't always give you what you need uh it may not be accessible and why like why should it always be this is well this is what what we're gonna be doing and this is uh, what you deserve <laughs> You right. deserve but, your poverty. You know, and yeah. I see like so many of them and I in very reputable uh, disability uh, um, advocacy groups out there and they're all being criticized because they're not, they're saying you're not advocating great work, real great words, great, great uh, advocating, but you're not promoting that and they get attacked. Well, and then I, but also, and I get back from some of them saying, oh, what am what are we doing wrong? But well, also, yeah, and also too, like like I said before, is is you have the the big organizations that are getting funding from mm -hmm. from either the provincial governments or the federal government. Yeah, or and both. of course that's going to taint their worldview, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're not they're they're going to be saying, oh, like let's build a ramp, let's build a <laughs> let's build a uh, an accessible plug. And I'm I'm not saying those are bad things. Those, that's mm -hmm. fine, but but to say that everything's fixed if you if you build a ramp or you you build a, an accessible playground, that's that's not the thing that's going to fix d disability poverty. So mm -hmm. you know that's the problem I have with days of like days like today where you have big name uh, disability organizations that are only saying it's only about disability, it's only about accessibility. It's not only mm -hmm. about accessibility. It's about Disability about, poverty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about income, also. I mean, because you can't have one one without the other, and when, you know, and, and I guess you know when I say to them, "Don't be scared of the government." 
because if you're scared of the government, I mean, saying, well, we're going to pull your funding. Well, then then obviously we know that now the government is, is uh, saying, well, we don't want to fund. We don't want to fund Canadians with mm-hmm. disabilities because you can become disabled. It doesn't matter. You could be a politician who has a disability, but they're protected financially. Yeah. And also, um, you know, for their medical coverage, everything covered. Mm-hmm. But imagine, imagine if they weren't a politician. They're yeah. just like the average average citizen. I mean, they could get into a car accident. I mean, my gosh, they could anything can happen to them, and they could become permanently disabled. Uh, I used to have I had an old worker at one time, Neil, um, and she became disabled. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Oh my gosh!" I, I bumped into her one time, and I said, "I had a, as a, com- a company that I worked for one time." I, she says, "You remember me, don't you?" And I said, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" She said, "I was in a car accident." I became disabled. I'm actually on the system now. Mm-hmm. I used to be the, on the other side of the fence, on the other side of the counter. She was actually there, and mm-hmm. she says, keep up the advocacy work. And ever since that point on, I just kept on making my point of we need to change the system. Like, it's the system is designed to work the way the government wants it to be designed. Yeah. Right? I always, I, I had always had that belief that, oh, no, no, like, you know, they're going to be taking care of the persons with disabilities because that's, the right thing to do. My doctor even told me, "Don't worry, Brent. That's they're going to take care of you." They well, not I, to- I was naive too for many me many too. years. I was my so I was so though. naive. I was so naive. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. My doctor was too. My doctor and he got furious. Like, why are you back here? What did did your disability go away? And like, and he was being sarcastic. And I said, "No, nothing's changed." Then why are you here with these forms? Because they want the government wants you to fill them out again to see if I'm still eligible. To as a person with a disability to see if anything has changed, if my disability has gone away. And what it was is that the government was doing a clean sweep, they call it, to find a way across all uh, across all ministries of cutting cost. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to sacrifice disabled lives, obviously, at the time. Yeah. And I'll call it that. I, I will call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the government had learned that probably not a good idea to ever do that again, to revisit that. It caused me a lot of stress and anxiety, and it was right in the middle of a freaking bus strike. Yeah, <laughs> you know, imagine no money, no bus, no bus pass. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, wore I, I remember that time. It was, it was, bad. it was bad. It was a nightmare. That um, was, that was when I lost my job with the government. Is when they did, they just did a whole slash yeah. burn. I, everybody lost yeah. their job. It was, I couldn't even yeah. see my mom in a in a um, uh, at her place before we put her into a home. Um, I was having trouble going to see her. She needed she needed me to go and see her. I had to take a handy dart to make it out that way, and they really didn't want to take me all the way out. They said it was only for medical appointments only, emergency. Mm-hmm. They made an exception. They dropped me off. I still had to walk for about an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, they wow. dropped me up downtown Langley. They mm-hmm. said, as far as we're going, we're not going up that way. Uh, sorry, you'd have to make an appointment two weeks in advance. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to walk an hour and 40 minutes. But I, I grabbed a, a bottle of water I, from home, and I filled it up and put water in it, and mm-hmm. off I went. Someone said, well, just go and buy a bottle of water. Well, I'm sorry. Imagine. I had no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But I had a, I, you know, I took my time walking, and it was a nice, uh, I enjoyed that area because it's a beautiful area. So I went to go and visit her and um, spent half the day, and then I had to go. And she says, why? I go, because I have to walk back and make my way down to meet up with the handy dart because I made arrangements about six hours later. Um, to pick me back up, mm-hmm. actually about six and a half. But yeah, for some reason I got got back downtown Langley faster than I got all the way up because it's actually all uphill. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, always Why? always feel like uh, the church lady or church chat when how convenient, you know, all all, all these yeah. all these things with having disability, right? Oh, the, I know. The, uh, <laughs> you know the and, the handy dart that you have to book two weeks in yeah. advance and and. Uh, you know, if you want, if you want to have some food, you have to go to the food bank, and and yeah. well, you don't actually deserve a, a yearly bus pass. You know, it's it's everything's so so convenient, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we we always seem to to like we were only going to be on for like five or ten minutes, and here it is yeah. like an uh, hour later. But uh, well, there's yeah, always we, lots to pile into. Yeah. Uh, you know, with boats, you know, about people with disabilities, of what lived experience, of what what I go through, what you go through, what so many people go through. And, and I always invite, uh, you know, people to come on to our show to talk about their lived experience and 
talk about it. Just put it out there. Like let people hear what you want to what you want to talk about, uh, what you go through, and what government policies. And and I guess the the end of the uh, before the end of the segment here is people. It's government policy. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Government policy. That's decision making that affects your life and your loved ones, everyone around you, everyone that's in your life. It's a whole ripple effect. And I can tell you from lived experience, moving, it was, and I still miss it. And uh, I will do, Sonia reminds me every day, you guys, every day. And she's going to hold the government accountable too, just so you guys know, uh, the ones that are watching this, oh, she's going to be on you. Uh, mm. She's going to remind you, say, I didn't want to move. She didn't want to move. Sonia, did you want to say something before I end the segment? Didn't want to move. Hey, say it a little bit louder so people can hear it. I didn't want to move. See, you hear that, folks? She didn't want to move. And what do you want to say to the government, Sonia? Raise the rates. Okay, yeah. raise the rates, right? But no, but regarding your moving situation, what do you want to say? What do you mean, what do you want to say about that? You the reason why you want to be back in Langley? Everything's there. Everything's there. Everything's there. Her doctor's there, folks. Mm-hmm. We got a we got a doctor shortage in British Columbia, and there's no doctors around. People I read on social media, people are losing their doctor after 13 years. I still have my library card too. She still got her library card. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She can still technically use go. her library. Card. Yeah. yeah, I have my library card too. It's still active, so I could go there and read the book. You know, and, and, and we always we always talk about it's very. We try to be very clear that we never attack the person or a politician. We are, we're always attacking the, it's the, the, pol- policy. the policy only. And so, okay. I, so I wanted to, you know, I'll be a little bit like, you know, the uh, there's the uh, Christmas Carol, you know, uh, and Tiny mm-hmm. Tim, where Tiny mm-hmm. Tim's at the at the table at the end with the, with the turkey, and he's they hit it at the end of the table, and he's like, "God bless us, everyone," and it's true, like God bless, you know all of the politicians like for the for the christmas season but mm-hmm. we're, like i'm still gonna attack the pol the policy like there there's no tomorrow like you know <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like all of the all of the politicians that are really trying hard like again mm-hmm. again god bless you but mm-hmm. uh i i'm gonna keep attacking hard po- the policy that is is so punitive so punishing so backwards so perverted you know like i said when governments deliberately do the wrong thing and invent pink unicorns invent pink unicorns unicorns out of nothing that's what pisses me off and i'll i will continue to be pissed off about bad policy about perverted policy you know and and that's and that's one thing that i've always stood behind too uh before we end our segment here is I, I will always hold the politicians accountable. Um, I, I may like who they are, um, uh, you know, as an MLA or as MP or M, in, I guess, in Ontario, they call MPPs um, and, uh, you know, all members of, uh, of different uh, parties, right? They've got a lot of nice people who, who really mean well, but for some reason, uh, the narrative gets driven that they can't change it or there's excuses. I will hold the policies. I will hold them to the policies. Like you're there to change the policy. So it's it's not them directly, like on a personal level, it's the policies that are representative behind them, that they have control on changing these policies. And if they can't, then I want to know who's standing in the way of telling them why they can't change these policies. Right. And I'd love and I'd love and invite to them to come on to our show. Yeah. And talk to us why that you're telling the government not to change the policy. So it's either the ones that are telling them to to not change the policy, mm-hmm. or is it the government that doesn't want to change the policy, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's or both. Both the government can come on and and the and the uh, the ones who are telling them not to. Yeah, hmm, that would be an interesting segment, actually. Yeah. Oh boy, that would be really good fun. But you know, in any in any case, um, you know, I, I want to. Uh, Put this message out uh, to all members uh, of the government. You know, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, season's greetings. I don't want to, you know, go across that bridge. I just say, I but I always say Merry Christmas because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, and some people say, well, it's season's greetings, uh, all the best in the holiday season. Uh, but please listen to on this day uh, for 
the uh, International Day of Canadians with Disabilities, you need to implement DERB. It's a immediate interim amount. In the meantime, while you study the hell out of this Canada Disability Benefit, people need help now. They need the resources. They don't need to be going and seeking MAID because of the reason, because they, they want to live, but they can't afford to live. So now their well-being is being affected. So they feel that you know, they, they get coursed into MAID because they made you're approved immediately or pretty darn quick, right? Mm -hmm. Is that how our society needs to be? No, it doesn't, right? We need, people need to have help now. They need to have hope, hope, yeah. right? Yeah, they need hope now and they need to live now. Canada can afford to take care of its citizens. So let's start doing that now. We can change the channel on that. We can change it going forward. We can make Canada a better place. Change the policies. Uh, I know some people call for different uh, methods of, uh, of a GLBI, right? Whatever level that is. If that's something that the government is planning on doing, well, then just say it. Just say it. Do it. And and I, rather than just words, like implement it in this, get this going, right? Rather than all these little, these little, uh, uh, I don't know, breadcrumbs, you know, throw these little breadcrumbs. Uh, um, Sonia has a little favorite uh, name that she calls it. Sonia? Pittens, she calls it. Pittens. Pittens. I call them breadcrumbs. She calls them pittens, right? And those little pittens here and there are not going to do anything for people. They need ongoing help. I mean, yeah, like even seniors. Seniors, low-income Canadians on low-income uh low-income jobs right they need help i mean cost of living is high i mean so obviously we know that there's a whole uh, income differential here uh if they say that in a community neil um that the cost of living they i think there's a stats and i i you know i find it so misleading because it's depending depending on where you are like victoria will have a saying um person should be making 25 something an hour vancouver is a different rate langley is a different rate surrey is a different rate Kelowna is a different rate Every area around BC is a different rate. Well, because they say cost of living. Well, mm, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, disability rates now are well below that. Yeah. So there's a huge problem there. There is. But I, I want to thank everyone for tuning into our segment. Um, you're probably thinking, oh, our, my God. Our, our, five, our five minute segment that turned into an hour. Turned into, it, it magically it turned into uh, a. <laughs> but. It, but this is all about this is all about um, holding our governments to account and actually derb now on mm -hmm. International Day of Canadians with Disabilities uh, derb now okay Canada Disability Benefit CDB let's get this going let's get the financial resources put in place you know how to do it I mean you listen to uh, lived experience stories everyone's telling you how to do it mm -hmm. get the help out now in December. Make it a good Christmas present for people. Yeah. Show that the government actually cares about their citizens. You're still in Parliament right now in Ottawa. I know BC's gone on their on their uh, on their break now. Ottawa, you're still in you're still in session. Let's get this done. And the politicians that are holding the uh, fe the federal liberals to account, tell them do it now. Yeah. I wonder we've, if they would actually got, drop. We've got I wonder some... if they would drop the government though i wonder if they would actually drop the government if they didn't put that in oh i wonder when my neighbors actually said that to me said mm -hmm. well, do you think they would actually drop the government if they didn't do it i go no no yeah i said there's no way there's no way the ndp because uh, i uh, he said well that isn't there like a supply agreement kind of like what the bc had with the greens i go mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's kind of similar but there's no way that the federal NDP, I said, would ever drop the federal liberal government because they won't implement in the Canada Disability Benefit. I go, in reality, they should. They mm -hmm. should because it was promised three years, over three years ago, right? But there's no way that they're going to. But kudos to the ones that are advocating, that are holding, putting pressure on the uh, federal liberals. Let's just get it done. Let's mm -hmm. get it done now. No more spin. No more spin. Let's get it done. It affects people's lives. We've got some good shows coming up, uh, starting mm. starting tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have um, Cassandra Pollock on. She's mm, she's yes. going to be it's going to be the one of the disability stories. It's going to be our second one. She's going to be talking about her her homelessness experience. Mm. Um, so that'll be that'll be a good show. And we've That's got we've got some other ones coming up. Uh, if you check the calendar, we have. Uh, Mike Maurice coming on 
I was it, mm. is it the is it the nineteenth? Uh, uh, yeah, nineteenth. That's 19th. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we we got some good shows. So um, you know, so hope hopefully people will stick with us till Christmas. And uh, but yeah, this is a good yeah, uh, I... impromptu podcast again. Anyway, I, I did want to say too, as a producer, um, you know, we're we're getting close to another end of year again, and uh, mm. and we, we're we've already hit seventy five shows, or actually tomorrow wow. tomorrow will be our seventy fifth. So it's pretty pretty good for for a year to be already at seventy five shows. I mean, the year before you did you did a hundred, which was pretty amazing. But uh, I mm. figured that we're on a new a whole new uh, format. Uh, to do seventy five mm. plus is pretty good. Um, it is, and I, I just I just wanted to say that for people that uh, do like uh, the content on the channel and and uh, want to su- want to support it, please subscribe or or like or comment or share. Um, and also too, I mean, we do have our emails up there if people want to uh, donate through the the interact like uh, uh, you know the interactive transfer transfer or anything anything like that because uh mm-hmm. you know my my bill is coming uh again soon for for example for the uh zoom license it's gonna be it's, right it's gonna expire yeah. soon it's expiring and it's gonna expire right, right at the very beginning of uh january again so i'm gonna have to mm-hmm. putting out another 200 bucks so uh you know if there's anybody out there again that couldn't that can help a little bit with that. That'd be greatly appreciated because, I mean, of course, I will. I will put the money in, but it's not like I'm, I'm not made of money on, <laughs> on a PW, PWD monthly amount. Yeah, we can't even say pension because it's not a pension. Yeah, but, uh, especially with the clawback, I'm getting a, I'm getting the PWD yeah. amount, but I'm also getting a, a clawback, which makes it even less. So, uh, yeah. If so, you love the- you love the content that you are that you're seeing, uh, and you you want to donate uh, to help out uh, our our, uh, our channel here. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be greatly appreciated if uh, you know it's you know every every little bit helps. Like yeah, it's twenty bucks here, fifty bucks there, and sixty I, bucks. I, there. I don't I don't like doing I don't like asking for stuff like that. But I, no, I, me neither. It, it, it kind of is the season, so I figured you know it's kind of the end of the year. Yeah, and like I said, uh, bills are going to come due again. So if if anybody wants to yeah. help with that, that'd be great. Definitely subscribe, like, uh, pass on the information to others, um, and definitely uh, join on the show if yeah. you want to be part of the uh, conversation. Yeah. I want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks, Take everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.